Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra, and it's my great honor to welcome you to another fresh new season, Season 8. Now, this season will be two months long, and the theme of this season will be. And the theme of this season will be. Wait for it. Pop culture. Japanese pop culture, of course. And by pop culture, I mean modern pop culture that's pretty visible on the streets and on youngsters. Japan's not only about temples and shrines and samurais and sushi. But hey, I bet those of you who read manga and watch anime are already familiar with Japanese pop culture because they're actually part of it. So we're going to the root of Japanese pop culture for our very first episode of this new season, kawaii. It might as well be the foundation of Japanese pop culture. And while kawaii means cute, it's actually a whole cultural phenomenon. Today, we'll dive into how the concept of kawaii came about, from its history and etymology to its evolution and kawaii culture pioneers. Are you ready? So, first and foremost, let's take a look at the etymology of the word kawaii. It actually dates back to the Heian period of 794 to 1185, also known as the Golden Age of Japan. Some say the word kawaii came from the archaic word kawahayushi. This word is a way to describe one's face when flushed red from embarrassment or guilt. It went from kawahayushi to kawayushi, which has a whole other meaning. It's actually a combination of a few words. Embarrassing, vulnerable, small, cute, lovable, all that stuff. And the word became what we now know and love, kawaii. The word can be dated back to the Muromachi period of 1336 to 1573. Kawaii can be written in hiragana or kanji, but it's more commonly written in hiragana. Over time, the word carried various meanings, but now, according to scholar Joshua Paul Dale, kawaii is the pure feeling of unabashed joy taken in the undemanding presence of innocent, harmless, adorable things. Kawaii can mean a lot of different things to different people because it evokes such a wide range of emotions. It can be a filler word, a compliment, an indirect way to say you like someone, but generally, Kawaii conveys innocence, naivete, loveliness, and childlike wonder. But that doesn't mean it can mean anything. There are some things that kawaii is not. And the one thing you need to know about kawaii is that it does not have to be perfect. In fact, the designer of the software, Postpad, said that he believes that the key to making something kawaii is asymmetry and imperfection. Perfectly imperfect might just be the definition of kawaii. In fact, ugly cute is a thing here like dasa kawaii, to mean tacky cute, or kimo kawaii, to mean gross cute. So, the kawaii culture is ever-changing, but one thing's for sure, it's gonna be cute as a button, however subjective that may be. Here's a quick vocab recap. Kawahayushi, an archaic word to describe the face turning red and blushing out of embarrassment or guilt. Kawayushi. A word that means a few different things, like embarrassing, vulnerable, small, cute, lovable, all that stuff. Dasa kawaii, tacky cute. It comes from the word dasai, to mean lame or uncool. Kimo kawaii, ugly cute. It comes from the word kimoi, a slang word for gross. We're moving on to look at how kawaii culture came about. See, the thing is, kawaii isn't an entirely modern concept. In fact, while it's widely accepted that it came about in the 1970s, there are ukiyo-e wukblok prints of beautiful women, known as bijinga, dating back to the Edo period of 1603 to 1867. It was a huge hit. Researchers consider this as a precursor of kawaii culture. If you want to go further back, take a look at the 11th century novel, The Tale of Genji. The word kawaii-so was used, 
which is pretty much linked to the kawaii concept. This word describes docile women who you can't help but feel sorry for. Today, though, this word means pitiful. But the first emergence of proper kawaii culture was in the 1960s, during student protests. It was more about political issues, but it did inspire people on a personal level. Some broke out of conventional notions of how to act like a proper Japanese, and I said that with quotation marks. Youngsters refused to go to lectures and read manga instead. Give it a decade and the creation of konekoji came about. I'll break it down for you. Konekoji is cute, kitten-like writing. Teenage girls started writing horizontally instead of the traditional vertical, and in rounded, childlike font with cutesy symbols of hearts and stars. Konekoji is also known as maruiji, round writing, or burikoji, for childish writing. Today, I can't say that I miss konekoji, but hey, we've got them to thank for kaomoji, which is the Japanese version of our emojis. So long story short, youths created the cute aesthetic culture from a rebellion against authority and tradition, and now corporations are cashing in on the kawaii trend. Let's have a quick vocab recap. Bijinga, paintings of beautiful women back in the Edo period. Kawaii-so, pitiful. Konekoji, kitten writing, also known as maruiji to mean round writing, and burikoji to mean full childish writing. Kaomoji, Japanese emoticons or emojis. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you've aced. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? Kawaii culture wouldn't be as big as it is today without some icons. The pioneer of them all is none other than Hello Kitty. She was created by the company Sanrio in 1974, depicting the very epitome of kawaii. She's a kijinka, or anthropomorphism of a Japanese bobtailed cat. Pop a bow on her and take away her mouth, and there's Hello Kitty. Of course, it became a huge success, so Sanrio went on to create other kawaii characters. But Sanrio and Hello Kitty aren't the only kawaii icons. One big part of Japanese pop culture is... J-pop, the music genre. Artists and musicians of J-pop are more popularly known as idoru or idols. We actually have a whole episode on idol culture, season 3, episode 12. To summarize, an idol is a celebrity whose image is carefully crafted to appeal to the fanbase, and most of the time, it's this kawaii image. Seiko Matsuda was the queen of kawaii in the 80s, now it's AKB48. But the list is endless. Tune into that episode for more on the idol culture. Another big part of kawaii culture today that started in the mid to late 2000s is the Yurukiara. This is also spelled as Yuruchara, which refers to characters and mascots that represent organizations and companies. Japan probably has the most amount of mascots in the world. Even cities and prefectures have a character designed for them. Heck, even konbinis. These mascots are always in the cute kawaii design, but sometimes they might not come across as cute as they imagine. They can be quite terrifying. What did I tell you about ugly cute? 
It's a thing. But anyway, these are just prominent kawaii icons. There are so many more that it might take hours to list them out. But this gives you an idea of how big kawaii culture is here, doesn't it? Let's have a quick vocab recap. Gijinka, anthropomorphism. Aidoru, idol. Yuru kiara, characters or mascots representing companies. So, where is kawaii culture today? In short, it's everywhere. I don't think I went an hour, let alone a day, in Japan without coming across some sort of kawaii. That's because Japan can pretty much give anything a kawaii makeover. Food, ghosts, signs, creatures, you name it. Now, the whole season is going to look at various aspects of Japanese pop culture, but trust that kawaii is going to be in every single one of them. Listen up, because I'm giving you a sneak peek of the topics we're chatting about in the future episodes. For one, fashion is a huge part of Japanese pop culture, and you bet kawaii culture has a part to play in that. We're going to look at the heart and soul of Japanese fashion scene, and ground zero for kawaii culture, Harajuku. Stay tuned for this, it's a fun one. We're also going to take a look at the influence of manga and anime, not just in Japan, but worldwide. This is a huge part of Japanese pop culture, and if you haven't noticed already, kawaii is a major theme in them. Same goes for television and film. These will all be looked at in detail in future episodes, guys. And there will also be an updated version of the J-pop episode. Idols, Japanese popular music, and everything in between. Oh, and if you think I forgot about video games, think again. Animal Crossing is basically kawaii in game form. So if any of that piqued your interest, stay tuned. We're so excited to share with you all the forms of Japanese popular culture and the roles kawaii culture play in them. If you thought you knew kawaii before this episode, now, do you think you knew it back then? Kawaii culture is deeply ingrained in modern Japanese popular culture, but as we now know, it goes way back. What surprised you about Japan's kawaii concept? Tell us your thoughts by commenting on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to Nihongo Master blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. And thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one. I'll be walking you down another avenue of Japan's rich, popular culture. Mata ne!